0: Welcome to Awaken to Grace, I'm Chad Roberts, and today we are in Jude chapter 1, and I cannot wait to share today's teaching with you, because I am calling today, take the initiative. Do you realize that when it comes to your own spiritual growth, do you realize it is your responsibility? When it comes to being discipled, when it comes to taking up your cross daily to follow Christ... It is your responsibility. It is my responsibility. And this is what Jude teaches us. Phrases like, build yourselves up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Friends, all of these are action statements that teach you and I have a responsibility to be intentional, to be deliberate in our spiritual development well friends i can't wait to share god's word with you today because these are the things that make me so excited not just as a pastor but as a christ follower myself i want to see people grow i want to see people mature in their faith and that's the kind of teaching i'm going to share with you today out of jude chapter one have you downloaded my free mobile app If you've not done that yet, I want to encourage you to go to your App Store or Google Play right now and download my free mobile app. Simply search Awakened to Grace. And when you do that, you're going to have thousands of life-changing content right at your fingertips, right at your convenience. Now, I also love it when you email me. You can email me at Roberts at gmail.com even though i'm completely blind i receive each and every one of your emails and i hear from people everywhere and it makes my day when i hear from listeners where they're listening from and most important how i can pray for them you can follow us on multiple platforms you can follow our podcast our youtube channel check us out connect with us on social media there are multiple ways to get connected with me and awakened to grace. Go to my website, awakenedtograce.com. Read my full story. Read how I lost eyesight and became a blind pastor. Well, friends, today let's go to Jude chapter one. I cannot wait to break open the Word of God with you. And I thank you for listening to this episode of Awakened. Take the initiative. I wonder how many people are listening today that if you were to really inventory your spiritual life, if you were to really take inventory of your prayer life, of where your faith is right now at the moment, where your spiritual disciplines are, Things like prayer and things like fasting and things like tithing and things like serving. And if you were to take inventory of where your spiritual life is at the moment, how many of us would say we're on autopilot? We're casual. We're just cruising. We're not really gaining ground. We're not really advancing. We're not really growing We're not being aggressive in our faith. I think Jude has a specific word to say to us who perhaps we are too casual in our walk with the Lord. Let's begin verse number 18. Look what it says with me. In the last time, scoffers, remember Peter said that as well. Peter said scoffers will say, where is the coming of the Lord? And Jude says that in the last days, at the last time, there are going to be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. Are we seeing that in the world like never before? How many of you can see a difference in this culture just in the last five years? Evil is abounding on every hand, is it not? Evil is unmasking itself like never before. The violence we're seeing, the crime that we are seeing, the moral decay that we are seeing in our country is breathtaking. Does it surprise you? And as believers, what we must understand is that behind every headline in today's news, there is raging a fierce spiritual battle. And it is a war for the souls of men and women. And the church had better wake up and we had better realize it is an all-out war for the souls of our children. And the church better lead the way. The church better sound the alarm. And I'm telling you, God is convicting me. If anywhere that Christians belong, it is in the public square. Because God has given us a voice. And do you know the voice that we need? It's not a voice that yells. And it's not a voice that screams. It's not a voice that argues. It's not even a voice that necessarily debates. Do you know the voice that this culture needs more than ever? It is the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. And we ought to make way for the Holy Spirit in this hour. Because you know what the Bible says in Thessalonians? Who the restrainer of evil is on the earth? It is the Holy Spirit. We ought to be pleading and interceding with God to restrain evil in this day. As there are those who are following their own ungodly passions. Let me ask you a question today. Which side are you on? Are you following Christ today? Or secretly? Privately? Are you following your own ungodly passions? If I sat down with you and went through your phone, what would it show? If I sat down with you and watched your television with you, what would it be? If I rode with you and listened to what your and your children are listening to, is it ungodly? Well, let me tell you, I don't matter an inch. The Lord is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you every moment of the day. And what do we subject the Holy Spirit within us to? By those secret things that's on our phones. Those secret things in our internet browsers. Those secret things that we don't talk about. But the Holy Spirit well knows Are we following our own ungodly passions or have we taken up our cross daily and following Jesus? Now Jude explains, look at verse 19. There are those that they're going to follow their own ungodly passions. We understand that. And how do we recognize them? They're divisive people. It's these that cause divisions. Oh, are we not living in a divisive day? Everything is divisive. Is it not? I get tired of hearing all the division. But things have changed in our country, have they not? For so long, for many years now, I have steered clear of politics. I've been extremely careful to not bring politics into the pulpit. I've been extremely careful... I don't care what president has been in office throughout my pastoral career. I have prayed for each one consistently as I ought and as you ought. Whether I like them or not, whether I agree with them or not, whether I support them or not. The office demands our prayers as well as our respect. Can we say amen? Amen. And I've been very careful to not bring politics into the pulpit. Let me say a word to today's church. Today's politics is not budgets. Today's politics is light and darkness. And the church better have a voice. We better have a voice. We better have a voice. And this whole thing, and I know many people listening to me right now, they would go, whoa, 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 Chad, there's a separation of church and state. Yes, there is. But why? The separation was never to keep religious people out of our government. It was to keep government out of the church. That's the purpose. And we better get real clear real fast. Because there is a war that is raging. And our children are on the line. Is that right or wrong? And it's time we speak up. It's time we pray up. And Jude tells us exactly how to do it. Watch it. Follow along with me. So we know in the last days, and how many of you believe we're living in the last days? If you don't believe that, then you're not very perceptive right now. What you should do is go to Timothy where Paul said in the last days there are going to be perilous, dangerous days. And then he lists what all you can expect. And you ought to just take USA Today and just circle all of the articles that deal with, I think that's 2 Timothy 3. And it will fix your theology real fast. So he says in the last days, scoffers are going to follow their own passions. And what are they? They're divisive people. These are worldly people. What's worldliness? It's what opposes Jesus. That's worldliness. Divisive people. Worldly people. People devoid of the Spirit. Oh, now watch that. You ought to circle that in your Bibles. People devoid of the Holy Spirit. But now look at verse 20. But you... (laughs) You know what? If I had eyesight, I'll tell you what I would do. I would draw a thick line in between verse 19 and verse 20 to show me what a contrast Jude is talking about. I would just put a thick line all the way across there, and I would write contrast. But you, beloved, what's he saying? Oh, he's saying you're not following your own passions. You're not a scoffer. You're not an unbeliever. He's saying you're not worldly. You're not devoid of the Holy Spirit. No, instead, you are beloved of God. Amen. Do you remember what God the Father said audibly when Jesus, his son, was baptized? This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And for the Bible throughout Jude and throughout 1 John to call us the beloved, to call us that in Ephesians, to know that we are the beloved of God. Do you know what it's saying? It's saying that when God looks at you, when God looks at me, he sees us as he sees his son, Jesus Christ. You are accepted in the beloved. Can we say amen to that? You may feel like you're never accepted wherever you go. You may feel like you're not accepted at work. You may feel like you're not accepted in social circles. You may feel like you're not accepted in church. You may feel like you're the least in the building today. You may have never fully felt accepted in your own family. But let me tell you, on the authority of God's word, you are accepted in the family of God. And you're accepted in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. You are You, you are accepted in the beloved. What a remarkable statement. And some of you need to stop looking at yourself through the eyes of your parents. Or through the eyes of those teachers that were critical toward you. Or through the people who told you you would never make it in life. Or those who told you you don't measure up. Or those who told you that you would never be good enough. You need to stop seeing yourself through their eyes. And you need to see yourself through God's eyes. That you are accepted in the beloved. Amen. That's good preaching, Chad. Amen. I'll amen myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Keep going. <laughs> but you... I can't get over that. You know, we all know what it is to get junk mail. And what do you do with junk mail? Trash it. But what do you do when you get a card and somebody has handwritten your name on it? And they've handwritten your address. You ever trash that? I see this like a handwritten letter. But you, not the collective... Not the congregation, but you. This is a personal word for you. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith. Now, come on now. Uh, 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 Make this jump out at you. Note it, mark it, highlight it, whatever. Building yourself up. What, What am I calling today? Take the initiative. Say it again. Take the initiative. Build yourself up on your most holy faith. I want to ask you a question today. Are you building yourself up or are you beating yourself down? You know who the most critical voice in my life is? It's not other people. Oh, I'm sure there's some who don't like me and there's some who criticize me, but I don't know who they are. I don't pay attention to them. But you know who the most negative voice can be sometimes? Right here. Right here. We can lie to ourselves faster than anybody. Let me ask you a question. Do you beat yourself down? Because Scripture tells us. Not puff ourselves up. No, no, that's pride. Build yourself up. What would your spiritual life look like if you began building yourself up on your most holy faith? If you began to do those things that bring transformation, those things that bring strength, those things that bring nutrition into your soul. You know what I try to do every single morning? I love to get up extremely early. That's just what I enjoy doing. It's it's when I'm the sharp. I, I see it like my cell phone battery. I plug my phone up all throughout the night, and the moment I get going in the day, it's 100%, but it's not gonna be that again. Right? It's gonna wear down as the day goes. You know why I spend my mornings with God? Because I'm 100%. It's my best. It's my best worship. It's my best thinking. It's my best praying. It's my best affections. My absolute best goes to the Lord in the morning. when I learned what little sheep do, a little sheep has to have quite a bit of water. And do you know where sheep gets most of its water in the morning from the dew? When it eats those fresh blades of grass in the morning, all that dew that saturates that grass, that's where the sheep gets most of its water. So each morning, I call my time with God, I call it my morning dew. And I call it my daily bread. And you know why I'm able to say so strong spiritually? Because I'm taking in that dew and I'm eating that bread. Oh, it keeps me strong. Building yourself up on your most holy faith. Now watch that. I'm not building myself up on other people's opinions. Because those fluctuate and those change don't they? Don't people change really fast? Don't people disappoint us and let us down? Can't people get sideways really, really fast? I don't build myself up on what people think of me. I don't build myself up on what I think of myself. I don't build myself up on a In optimism, (laughs) what a fleeting thing. I don't build myself up on positive thinking. (sighs) No. I build myself up on my most holy faith. Let me tell you, faith is the most sturdy thing you will ever have in all of your life. What is faith? It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now say amen if you're with me right now. Do you know what faith, is? do you know what that word substance means in Hebrews 11? Faith is the substance, it means sub-flooring. Right now I'm standing on a platform. Right now I'm on something sturdy, something solid, something that keeps my footing That's what faith is. And when I learn how to stand on something solid like faith, then the troubles of this world, the problems I face, the circumstances that are beyond my control, then it doesn't shake me. Why? Because I'm on a subflooring. I'm on something far sturdier than myself or my own thinking or my positive attitude or my energy or whatever, fill in the blank. None of it is sufficient. It's faith and faith alone. For without faith, it's impossible to please God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So what am I going to take the initiative in? I'm not devoid of the spirit. I'm not a worldly person. I'm not a divisive person. I am not following my own ungodly passions. No, I am accepted in the beloved of God. And because I am accepted in the beloved, I am building myself up every day on my most holy faith. And it's not fake and it's not phony. It is substantial. Amen. It is sturdy. It is solid. It is faith. That's why Satan attacks your faith. That's why Satan, listen, he'll never attack your your positive thinking. You know that? He won't ever aim for your positive thinking. He won't ever aim for your self-esteem. Now, come on, say amen if you're with me right now. He's not not aiming for your self-esteem, no. He's aiming for your faith because your faith is what God uses. Praying in the spirit. Listen, if I'm gonna build myself up on my most holy faith, it's gonna teach me how I ought to pray. I'm gonna pray in the atmosphere. Of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to pray in the enablement of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you, it's one thing when I pray my mind, it's one thing when I pray my wants and I pray my desires and I pray with my understanding, but oh, it's a whole other thing when the Holy Spirit begins to make intercessions through me. It is a whole other thing when the Holy Spirit begins to make groanings through me. It is a whole other thing when I am so permeated. By the Holy Spirit, that He can pray the mind and the will of God. Amen. Amen. I want to learn how to pray in the Spirit, not in my flesh, not in my wants or my desires, but in the Spirit. What a difference. Verse number 21. So, what am I doing? I'm taking the initiative. I'm building myself, on my, building myself up on my most holy faith. I'm not beating myself down. I'm not puffing myself up with pride. No, I am building up myself on my most holy faith, praying in the Spirit. And now, what, what's that going to lead me to? Keep yourselves in the love of God. Whew. Keep yourselves. Park yourself right there. Don't get distracted. Don't get off here in others' opinions. Keep yourself in the love of God. Man, I'm telling you right now, that preaches to my soul. You know what that tells me? That te- now say amen if you're with me you got to get, no, come on, get with me now. Say amen if you're with me right now. you got to get this. There isn't anyone responsible for your spiritual growth but you. Keep yourself in the love of God. And I'm telling you, we got this permeated culture in our churches right now that it's woe is me, and somebody didn't call me, somebody didn't ask about me, somebody hasn't discipled me, somebody hasn't done this. And they have no keep yourselves in the love of God, Amen? amen. I'm responsible for my own spiritual growth, not you, me. Do you take the responsibility? Do you take the responsibility? Have you signed up for my weekly devotional email? Every Tuesday, I send out a devotion that will help you grow in your faith. Go to my website, awakentograce.com. Scroll to the bottom of the page. And when you sign up and submit your email, you'll get a direct message from me every Tuesday. Sign up today at awaken2grace dot com.